Tennessee takes down Kentucky 45-42 to in a game that witnessed nearly 1,100 yards of total offense. Kentucky, 612 yards of total offense. Kentucky did not punt in this football game, but it was Tennessee making a couple of defensive plays at the end to preserve this win, Austin Price. Well, they brought the heat there you know, after they gave up a 4th and 24 wheel route. Um, Brent Hubbs is not with us, but I do wonder if he was thinking about me on the wheel route there at the end of the football game. Uh, but Tennessee brought the pressure there on after after the, the fourth down conversion and uh, did not allow a fourth down conversion the next time around. Um, gutsy win for a group that, you know, defensively was their worst night of the year. Um, made a couple of plays, though. The Elante pick six, um, anxiously awaiting on his tweet at Vance Morrow, um, telling him he can uh, go get cookies tomorrow. There's two of them free waiting on him. Um, in Knoxville and uh, you know offensively they did what they needed to do running back health that's concern um, Tyon Evans can't stay healthy Jabari Small after a big touchdown run and a, and a run a little bit later was never seen again Jalen Wright comes in gets a couple of nice runs on a drive that stalled out and ended up in a missed field goal by uh, you know uh, you know the kicker but this is something that you know you continue to see the growth by Hendon Hooker being gets better every game, career high tonight in passing yards. Yep, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and you can certainly understand why he is skyrocketing, if you want to use that that adjective, uh, why or verb, whatever it is. It's it's almost midnight. I don't know. I can't think. But uh, he's flying up draft boards, and you see why because he made big league throws out there tonight. I mean, some of those throws that he makes to the sideline when he's on the opposite hash are just absolute dimes and, and bullets and, and you certainly see why he has become one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC in the country and his play was huge tonight. Four touchdowns, 300 something yards, uh, most importantly zero interceptions. Did have some, some balls on the ground. One in which Jalen Wright bumped him according to Josh Heupel. One in which it looked like Jabari Small didn't clamp down on the football. I didn't see a replay but th that's what it looked like on the Jumbotron at least. So he, he was terrific and uh, aside from Hendon, because he certainly deserves a lot of credit. It's also time to start talking about Cedric Tillman as one of the best receivers uh, in the SEC and, and maybe the entire country. He gets a lot of help from his receivers. I, I tell you what, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm a little nervous about old Cedric Tillman. I know, it's a guarantee I mean, you come back next year. And also uh, well, anymore. same thing with Hendon Hooker, both of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, this is a not a very good quarterback uh, draft. Yep, that, that's so why I would be worried. That's why I would be worried if I were Tennessee. Now, if this was a heavy quarterback draft, I think he comes back. But I think there's going to be a pull there to go. And I think Cedric Tillman could use another year coming back. Yeah. And I think Cedric Tillman's desire to come back could hinge on what Hendon Hooker does. But also, will his stock ever be higher because of the way he's playing right now? I texted wide receiver guru Jason Swain during the game and said, NFL wide receiver. And he says, after one more year. So, we'll, we'll see what Mr. Tillman does. Well, speaking of those two guys, and uh, in, in what I think is the sequence of the game, and if not for this sequence, Tennessee you know, likely doesn't win this football game. Who knows? Right before the half, you get the ball back. It's fourth and – it's, it's uh, first and ten at about the 40 or your own 39. 16 seconds left. It is Hendon Hooker to Cedric Tillman three times, and then it sets up for a, a field goal right before the half to where Chase McGrath steals you three points – Josh Heupel at the end of the game in, in the post conference uh, press conference, he says a couple of decisions went into that. Them getting the football back at the half went into that. Uh, a positive gain on first down went into that. But regardless, those are three points. You won by three points. That was huge in a situation that at times this year, Austin, he has mismanaged. Well, 
Yes, and, and you know, did not mismanage it tonight. I thought, you know, once Tennessee got Kentucky to fourth down, I thought Mark Stoops got greedy. You know, I, I get why they went to try to score there with, with, you know, a minute or two to go in the half. But once Tennessee got them to fourth down, I thought they should have punted, got it to half. If they punt there and, you know, Tennessee's got to go 80 yards or whatever, even from the 20, even if they got to move it 50 yards to get in the field goal range, probably not enough time to do so. But miss the field or go for it, they don't get it. And then Tennessee gets the ball at the 40, hits that first play, as you talked about, and it really changed things from there. Mm-hmm. And that's what Hypel talked about after the game. Kane referenced his post-game press conference, and Hypel pointed out two things. That, A, he recognized the situation and that Kentucky was going to get the ball to start the second half, and it's a game that Tennessee needs points. And that, that first play of that drive always determines whether a, chase, uh, whether a coach is going to chase points or not, and uh, Hooker and, and Tillman were on point. More of the, uh, the bigger mystery for you guys. We talked about this a little bit on the two-minute drill. Bigger mystery for you guys that Tennessee or that, that Kentucky goes for 6-12, never punts, and loses the game, <laughs> or Javante Payton catches a six touchdown in seven games, but he does it all in yeah. the first five minutes of the game. He really is never seen from again. Like, again, it's not like he doesn't play. Eric, you talked about that. He plays a ton of snaps. Yep. But as far as catches and touchdowns, they all happen early in the game. Had he not dropped the one against Ole Miss, and I think he dropped it because it was not at the beginning of the game. It wasn't right there <laughs> in the first five minutes. He didn't know what to do. Out of his comfort um, zone. Out of, out of his comfort zone. Um, but a guy that's, you know, made the, the short-term loan work for Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's been him. The short-term loan, you know, with one year to play, he's been – Unbelievable, and it shows you when you get the right kind of kid in the transfer portal, they can make it work. Yeah, uh, I think that is just such a huge mystery, too. I mean, the fact that Kentucky had over 600 yards of total offense, didn't punt, scored 42, and lost, that is just incredible to me. But I can't even begin to explain why Javonta Payton is the way he is. And, and again, he plays he plays a ton of snaps. It's not like he's off the field. So, you know, regardless, I think Tennessee is, is happy with the production they're getting from him. I mean, play number one, a simple screen, goes go 75 yards. And I think it's it's important because Hendon Hooker continues to go to him early in the game, but also works in Vailus 75 yards. You know, gets in Cedric Tillman, who we've already talked about a little bit. So there's a lot to like about that early passing game, and Tennessee continues – uh, to lead at least coming into the nights, you know, first quarter scoring margin led the nation, and you know Tennessee got 14 more in the first quarter. Uh, a lot of good, okay, a lot of good, a lot of bad defensively. I mean, what what went wrong? There was a lot of tackling. I thought linebacker play was atrocious. I thought safety play was so bad. Um, I mean, from from where you guys were sitting, uh, for as impressive as, as it was offensively, it was probably that much embarrassing defensively. Yeah, and I think I'll be on an island for the most part on on what I'm about to say. And Tennessee played very poorly, don't get me wrong, but I think Kentucky's offensive front is better than Tennessee's defensive front. You and I talked about it on on our GameQuest podcast on on Saturday morning. Kentucky is better, more talented, has more depth uh, along its offensive line. Cavassier Smoke, Chris Rodriguez, those are two guys that are – that are going to play in the NFL. I don't know how long and, and how much of a factor they'll be, but they're going to get a shot to play in the NFL. I tried to preach to the choir all week that Will Levis can run the football, and he's not the stick that people were trying to make him 
out to be. And I mean, look at his tape at Penn State. You should know that. Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah. That, that was the book on Will Levis when Kentucky picked him up in the transfer portal. Like, hey, he's athletic. He can run. Can he become a passer? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was a misnomer this week. And, and I think people are forgetting because they, Tennessee has had some success over the last month, month and a half, that it's still year one of Josh Heupel. And this is a defense. It's amazing how much they, like, you know, had Tennessee lost the game, people would have just they're, they're still it. crushing him after the game for the fourth and twenty-four. I mean, that again, was that, that, that was horrific. It is. But Anybody that looks you, at this team again, that 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 thinks that this team ought to be doing more than they are. I mean, what do you want? They have a chance I mean, to win eight games. They do um, with, with the bowl game. Cat- catastrophe doesn't have to be in South Alabama. Um, you know, but they never know. They may win them. They I, the hey, season. I did not you know see what, you, LSU you, having the ball in Tuscaloosa with under a minute left to win and, that and, game. And, and, and nobody I saw see South Carolina South just Carolina. beating the dog at yep. a you know Damn. Florida. Jeez. No, I, I'm I'm with you. But to to your earlier point, Kane, I, I just think Kentucky is better in the trenches right now, mm-hmm. especially when you when you look at Kentucky's offensive front versus Tennessee's defensive front. Tennessee is still lacking talent, still still lacking depth. They're still relatively young and trying to get some young guys to come along. So I think that played a big role. And I don't know that people really want to admit that because it's Kentucky football. But to me, that's the case. And, yes, Tennessee did have some guys really struggle tonight. No, I mean, Kentucky's offensive line is good. You know, we knew that. I mean, Kentucky's got two backs. I just – I knew Kentucky would, would play well in that regard. I just didn't think that Tennessee would get it just flat out bullied the way it did. I mean, it got bullied. All night long. Yeah. And, Especially uh, on those extra points, man. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, was yeah, crushing them up front on the you know, extra points. Guys going down left and right. I mean, whew, you got to fix that on tape or something. I don't know. Uh, let's bring it back into perspective here. We close things out. Tennessee, it does pick up win number five, five on the season. Um, is now even in the SEC. Second place in the East for now. Yeah, for now. You, you welcome Georgia, and that's going to be a challenge. I mean, Georgia is tremendous, best team in the country, number one team in the country. It's going to be a challenge, but then you finish off – South Alabama and Vanderbilt. Um, offensively, I think you're, you're confident enough you can go up against it and try to do some damage against anybody. But uh, defensively, you know, kind of what's the mindset when you go up against a much, much better offense than what you did tonight? Oh, that, that matchup is, is going to be interesting. Um, now, if, if there was one unit you would rather go up against, it is the Georgia offense rather than the Georgia defense, that, that Georgia defense is just next level elite. And that, that offense is susceptible to stub its toe throughout the game. I know they put on a show today against Missouri, but that Missouri defense isn't, isn't all that as, as we have seen when, when Tennessee went up against them. And look, I, I expect Georgia's offense to have success uh, against Tennessee. If Kentucky can run the ball down Tennessee's throat, Georgia will as well. But again, that, that Georgia offense is, is not, I don't think it's championship level offense quite frankly especially at the quarterback position when you're it's, that it's, good defensively though it's it, that's what i was about to say it's yeah. that defense that is elite and and looks like it, it's going to lead them to a, a national championship with the way bama has looked here in a couple games this this season so uh i'd rather go up against the georgia offense than, than the georgia defense if i had you know a lesser of the two evils and i'll be curious to see if josh heifel can can scheme up some points and who knows maybe tennessee can create some quirky turnovers so Tennessee will end the season three straight home games at Neyland Stadium, Georgia, South Alabama, and Vanderbilt. But, of course, for the final time here at Kroger Field, Tennessee wins a wild one in Lexington by the score of 45-42. to 42. For Ben McKee and Austin Price, I We've am We've got a Kane. loss on aisle four, loss on aisle four. <laughs> and this has been your post-game mini-podcast.